0: Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the first Forever Bristol City podcast episode of 2023. Uh, I'm delighted to say that on this first day of the New Year, I'm joined by uh, Ian and Mark, who uh, has finally got into the studio. And we're in a reasonably positive mood because the final score at the CBS Arena this afternoon, uh, second successive draw away from home because it finished Coventry City one Bristol City won. So, a point on the road. That's five points, point a game since the uh, resumption of football after the World Cup, as I normally do in these situations. Uh, 30 seconds without going into too much detail, but just overall thoughts on the game. I'll start with you,
1: Mark. Um, And happy New Year to you all. Uh, A slow start from City where they conceded a sloppy goal by not tracking the runner. But uh, for the rest of the the fir- the first half, they City were were really good. Forced ten corners and got a deserved equaliser. Defence played outstandingly today. The, the shutout, uh, the shutout Victor Giocarez, was one of the one of the division's best centre forwards. And Zach Viner had an outstanding game. Second half fell off. We couldn't keep the ball. We weren't able to get the wing backs into the game, unfortunately. But a draw is a good result and a, hopefully a step in do just need to win those home games now right any games uh ian your thoughts on the game in summer uh,
2: a point second point of the week second away game of the week against two sides with a really good home record uh good but unfortunately no cigar and we need wins and we need to start scoring goals again
0: no, that's uh, that's true. I'll stick with uh, stick with you, Ian. I mean, the uh, starting uh, lineup—no real surprise is there that uh, he brought back uh, Naki Wells, or was it Semenya? I don't know. But Tommy Conway was rested, wasn't he? Yeah. But there was no real surprise in the lineup, was there?
2: No, not really. It was very very predictable after the performance at Millwall. When you heard what he said about Naki Wells after the Millwall game you knew he was nailed on. He brought Naki Wells in for Tommy Conway I said, yeah. and gave Tommy a rest, which, you know, with the forwards that we've got, and it now looks like Chris Martin's completely out of the picture. Um, I've got no problem with him doing that. Uh, but when we get on to t- discussing strengthening in January, I've got, I've got some ideas on that, whether we do or don't uh, sell a forward.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Um, st- um, Mark, uh, d- 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 the city lineup was predictable, but it was a little bit of an old boys' reunion, wasn't it? Because there was uh, KP45, Casey Palmer, who was like the proverbial uh, fizz bottle. You know, he was all action, but then uh, faded dramatically. But also out there, for uh, Coventry was uh, Todd Kane, who played five games on loan for us in the 14-15 season. Simon Moore, on loan goalkeeper. I don't know that was whether that was in 14-15 or 13-14. And then Liam Kelly, who played 21 games for us uh, in that 13-14 uh, season. But I guess all eyes were on Gokerez, weren't they, really, and, uh, and seeing what he could do. But, um, you know, he's, he's fashioned a half-decent side there, Mark Robbins, on limited resources.
1: Yeah, you know, and he'd done very well. I mean, it's his second spell at the club and he he brought them up for, from League Two to begin with. The club was on its knees and uh, I think they're going through a change of ownership and it couldn't be a moment too soon from Sisu, who just seemed, you know, to run the club into the ground, really. Um, you know, moving in and in and out of the stadium, and and leave with Mike Ashley taking over a couple of weeks ago. they looked like they were getting an eviction notice, but they, uh, I think, they've now sorted that out. But they yeah. like to play the ball around Coventry, but if, uh, you know, they 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 were trying to play the ball out from the back in the first half, and we were catching them on several occasions, and uh, were un, were unfortunate not to score from from some of them. Uh, I think their keeper Wilson you know was and even in the second half when he came racing out from his goal, he was lucky to win a free kick um, yeah. when vyman no got got nowhere near him really so yeah they they but they just looked a little bit lightweight tended to rely too much on Victor Geris. I thought Hamer faded, Casey Palmer, like you said, he started a game really strongly but then faded right out. Uh, it started well. It started both halves really, but then he was kept quiet once we we st- decided to defend as a unit, and that's. What I mean, they were the they were games. up
0: there for a bit. Coventry, yeah, you know, but then uh, there's, a, there's a statistic I read from somebody else it said they won all their matches in November. November, well, yeah, that many, that won't that many, but they've with a the draw with us today. That's only one win in uh, six. Let's get into the action then, uh, Ian. Slow start by City and uh, Palmer got the better of uh, matty James uh, as early as the second minute and Waghorn yeah he bought a good uh, save from uh, Max and I've got a note here that you know, overall Coventry started really well didn't they and that's been a feature of the last two games you know where you know we, we we have given ourselves we've not come out sort of chomping at the bit from the start have we
2: no we were we didn't start firing in either half and the difference was in the second half we didn't really ever get going. Uh, we dominated the next 35 minutes of the half, but it was no surprise. Well, Max having pulled off that save and he, he almost saved the goal and had um, George Tanner been a better defender, uh, that save from Max may have well been cleared, but their lad more or less hit him in the face, didn't it? And went over the line. So um, I, I'd be prepared to give them that one. But um yeah i mean we, we we didn't start well we were sloppy we were giving the ball away we were going long far too much and and we did that in fairness we did that in the second half as well um and i I just don't think if you're going to play with wing backs, you need to get your wing backs high up the field and the only way you do that is by dominating midfield and we don't and that's the, well, that's why the problem why don't we when
0: we've got why don't we dominate when we've got a midfielder, a youngster who so so who I thought had another indifferent game to be honest. Some really
2: sloppy well, some passes, his, yeah. Some I of mean, his passing in the in the second half was awesome. absolutely woeful. Awesome. Um, so you've only really got and,
0: him, you've got him, you've got him, and a rather leaden-footed Matty James, yeah. And then you've got Vime, you know, because it's not really a three in the middle there, is it?
2: No, whichever way you it's, want to not. It, it's two two plus a ten, and. You know, one of the I, I said to you one of the ideas I've got. I had some different thinking on signing in January. I think we need two central midfield players because I don't think well, any Well, interesting.
0: Dave Newston has literally just said that. He said we need a central defensive midfielder so we can dominate the midfield. No, and we, I have need to say, well, not, we need not, two.
2: Well, we need two. Not right. see. Not uh, we do. We do need a defensive midfield player, but we also need somebody like a Tinian. Who's not going to waste the ball because we give the damn ball away too much? And you but can that's understand... what Alex
1: Scott.
0: But Alex Scott oh, is let me finish.
2: Creative. Yeah, let me just let me finish, Dave. Um, do, do, if you're going to play with wing backs, they need to have the confidence that they can get high up the pitch, like Campring was when he—he—you uh, will not call it an assist, but he—he he, he had a hand in the first in our goal, right? Mm.
1: You,
2: you need them. To have confidence to go into those areas without thinking, hang on a minute, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go roaring forward, I'm not gonna get the ball, and then there's gonna be a whacking great gap that their forwards are gonna be running into. And I thought has showed today what a fault forward that's the sort of forward we need. I'm not suggesting we could buy him, we couldn't, but I'm talking about a guy that holds the ball up and 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 attracts so wait, you know, the midfield can then catch up with him with us. The ball bounces off our front players too much and our midfield players aren't up with the ball. And that's why we don't dominate the midfield. And although, I'll give them their due, they did well for 30 minutes at the end of the second half.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mark, um, the goal from your perspective, I mean, we, we've been warned, even Nigel had said in his uh, sort of, what can we expect of Coventry, that they can play well. And Gorkares was really the um, provider there, wasn't he? You know, for, uh, for, for for what transpired. And shame for Max, he didn't keep it out, didn't it?
1: Yeah, we we just didn't track um, uh, Gustavo Hamer. Uh, Gorkares played it to Hamer, but uh, sorry, Hamer played it Gorkares and flicks it around the corner, and then he just ran ran into the box and, and, and crossed it. And yeah, it was a great great attempt by max but he could only push it onto uh Luke bidwell's head and it then it was just scrambled over a line just one just one of those things unfortunately and really they' i mean they'd had the ch- they they had the chance early on with, with Waghorn and uh, it certainly went't against a runner play no. but they're there on after things did improve.
0: Well, they did. I mean, we scored. I'm going to talk about corners uh, separately uh, anyway, because we got was it, either We're well into double figures. But um, I mean, our first chance came from, uh, uh, I think it was the first corner when uh, Wells, uh, the header of his, it was instinctive really, wasn't it, Mark? You know, he was stood on the goal line and if he'd have twitched his head in the manner that Terry Bush used to those people who are old enough to remember Terry Bush. Yeah, it would have uh, fan I pissed in the net, as people used to say at the time. Well,
1: the, well, the ball was flicked on well by, by Uh And I think the prob- problem was... It took him by surprise, so he was going backwards when he, when he took the, the pace of the ball, and, mm. uh, and he' didn't get, he couldn't direct the ball at all, so he pushed it w- wide of the post to the left, unfortunately. so if, he, if he'd been behind the ball and able to just uh, just push it, it would, have, it would have flown in. So just yeah. one of those things, but then uh, you know we, 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 we managed to force another nine corners after that. a varying I know. success tanner did well
0: just after that as well didn't he uh set up by wells left foot shot which uh went just wide yeah and he's sort of growing into the game but he still looks a little bit not aggressive enough to me would you agree with that mark
1: yeah i, I think unlike uh cam pring he's not looking to push the ball past his man i think mm. he needs needs assistance you know you see vyman dropping away on the right and play the ball around the corner he won't try and beat the man on the outside. Or on the inside, you know, the likes of players like Mark Little used to do. He used to go straight for the back on the inside, and you know, you don't see many, you don't see many players attempt that. They normally tend to go go the safe route. But yeah, yeah. he's a little bit, little bit tentative. Uh, it, it, you know, he's been more defensive, uh, I think, in the last few games, but. Yeah and he looks he, you know he's 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 a bit of a will o the wisp player you know he's about probably about the same body weight yeah. as uh, as uh, Mark Sykes but yeah I like the bit of him try and take on defence take on defenders at least try uh and get some crosses just be in. a bit more
0: physical in your face cuz yeah, the guy exactly. who was commentating with the uh was it with toby today you know he, he, i don't know guy's name then, but it was a chalice but he yeah. was saying he just needs to be we need to be well they said that about casey palmer because he was seeing far too much of the ball um ian cal Naismith has sort of slotted back in and just prior to our goal and i'll let you talk about the goal uh as well but just prior to our goal he did a wonderful tackle on martin waghorn who was bursting uh through the middle yeah took it right off his toes fairly and then gave it away, like so much of City's plays, unforced errors. But is that something we just have to live with, with Cal Naismith, that he'll do something great and then cock it up within seconds?
2: Yes, is the answer to your question. That is what he's like. Um, And uh, he did it on two or three occasions today. And I remember both times the tackles were absolutely excellent. Great piece of defending. And then he tries to play a five-yard pass and flicks it to one of their players. Hmm. So I, I, I don't think you'd be able to take that out of his game.
0: So we just have to live with that. Which fair it, enough. You know, we're not going to complain yeah. about that as long as he doesn't do what he did in a few matches at the start of the season, notably uh, Norwich well, he away.
1: Will. We, no, the yeah,
2: point, he will. The point I'm making is he will, and you yeah. can't stop him from doing it. I don't think you can. Coach that out of him because it's instinctive. It's yeah. like being able to pass a ball really well with his left foot sometimes, but some of his set pieces, I mean some of our corners today, I would say 75% were rank.
0: I said since we're talking about corners, I said that I said I think I tweeted 50 50% of them were ranked but I think your 75 is closer because we had so many, yeah, yeah,
2: and we didn't really pose uh, a threat from them in a meaningful our deliveries, way. Our delivery is, is just terrible most of the time. Oh, Okay, people will point to, oh, well, what, what about the one that Scotty did against Preston when Atkinson scored? Yeah, that's That's three one. months ago. <laughs> that's three months ago, and, and that's yeah. one amongst about 30. They don't seem to be able to get the ball in with either the right fizz and the right height at at the same time. It yeah. either seems to be fizzed in about knee height, which is easy for the first defender to yeah. kick away or head away. Or we went through a phase of, I can't remember which game it was, I think it might have been West Brom, where we were just lolloping it, Naismith was, to the back post, yeah. to nobody. Because we so not yeah. I, I yeah. I just, we haven't got a really good set-piece taker. I thought at one time it might be Scott, it's not. Then I thought, well, Matty James, he's the same, you know, one, one good one in 10 Um, and Cal Naismith, I'm afraid. Yeah. All right. Cal Naismith might be
1: two or three good set pieces in a dozen. It's
0: just uh, not good not.
2: enough, though, Ian.
0: It's just not good no, enough. No, it's, it's not. Uh, it's let's talk it's about when
1: It's when, when they can't beat the first man. It, it does. Well, look that's a bit pathetic. Goal. I think even it comes, I could. When it's, it, the, the, ball, the ball, the ball seems to arrive at knee height at the front post, and you're thinking, yeah. "What are you doing?" And then, like I said, we'll, we'll probably come to this right at the end of the first half when we have the chance to get the ball into the box. The final seconds are ticking down, and what we do? Play a short corner.
0: Wasted. Yeah, Mark, absolutely right. I mean, I know that's we're going to talk about the goal, but yeah, are absolutely right. We had that chance, right? Well, not the chance. We had the chance to finish the first half on a high and then, as you say, do a short corner and it chance is gone. I'll stick with you, if I may, Ian, on the uh, on the goal and I'll let Mark uh, speak on the goal as well afterwards. But uh, Cam Pring, he seems as though he's on his game. He had two attempts at getting the ball into the box. Yeah, touched on by... Wells to Scott, and uh, there was Antoine well, with his, uh, you've, you've,
2: well, you've just described. On, shut
0: thing. up, if... Ian. Shut up. I'm talking about the goal. Yeah, I'm talking about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to say, will some, you
0: describe it? Not describe the goal, right? Talk about the goal, right? Semenyo's fourth. If you let me finish, <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> right. If you let me finish, Semenyo's huh. fourth.
2: It was a good strike from him. And how do you think he played overall? I thought Antoine had had one of his stronger games and it's good to see him last 90 minutes because he's had a lot of issues with his fitness. He's missed two full pre-seasons with injuries. Then he disappeared to have some warm weather training, as it turned out, because I think he only played about 35 minutes in. if you put all of the three games that Ghana played together. so um, I. I, um, But the the, the funniest part of the the goal for me was... uh, Alex Scott got, got an assist with his crotch because when the commentary player tried to um, get rid of the ball, he, he kicked it into, <laughs> he kicked it into Scott's crotch and it dropped down onto Antoine's foot. So, I mean, otherwise a good job he scored. Otherwise that would have really added insult to injury, but yeah, yeah I mean, good to, good to see the kid get a goal and he's, he's starting to look strong and he's starting to do to defenders what at the start of the game, and then it started the second half Coventry's attackers were doing to ours where players like Zach and Cal Naismith were getting too tight and they were getting turned and there was no Loads. cover. Yeah. 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 And and that's what Antoine does brilliantly, but most sides are clever with him that they have the player that's trying to get the ball. And they have, if he turns, they have a player coming onto the turn. We didn't in, in, in the second half, but, um, You know, and like somebody's just said, it was a better performance in Coventry away last season when we scored two goals and we actually got a penalty.
0: Yeah, four hundred eighty-one days that is apparently. But there we go. Uh, four hundred twenty-one. Yeah, four hundred twenty. Somebody said four hundred eighty. Yeah, it was on I the thought, commentary. Yeah, the website harsh. thing. The website thing said four hundred seventeen about four days ago. So yeah, four two one. It did seem
1: as though yeah. like it jumped. Yeah, it was, only quite no, a bit. it was only November last year. <laughs> yeah, good finish,
0: um, Mark from Semenyo. He hit it cleanly. You know, i will say that probably put another million quid on his price tag. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah, shin yeah, it to, or anything like that, did he?
1: No, he he steered it round uh, the defenders, and the, the goalkeeper was stood up, and he couldn't see it. It was right; it was in the back of the net when it when it left his foot. But yeah, he had an okay game. I think Antoine's a, a real confidence player, and he he seemed to completely lose his confidence uh, since the early part of the season. Touch has been poor, uh, shooting's been wayward. I think you know the piece that you know that old thing about playing in the right notes in the right order. I think it's it's getting there. Uh, you know the old Morecambe and Wise thing. I think we're, we're getting there with with the menu. I think he he got well he got he had a chance across early in the second half and probably should have done it earlier. And then we'll get on to the chance for 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 Viman later. But he had an okay, an okay game. It's just that the ball wasn't sticking in the second half yeah. up front, and we didn't have a, a have a midfield. I mean, going back to Alex Scott, I think if somebody could win the ball, he could be more effective further up the pitch, but we just don't seem to turn the ball in the middle and free him to link the play. I just wonder... Yeah, I know Ian
0: doesn't think he's good in a Anyway, we'll talk about structure of the team in a moment. And just to finish on the first half, uh, Mark, sticking with you, one of our decent corners uh, did eventually find its way to Pring, and there was uh, their star striker, is
1: Heading one off the line. It was Cam Pring who got
0: on the end of it, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. He was falling as he followed it, and he was pulled down. It should have been a penalty, but we we don't get penalties. We there's don't. No, get it. A there's no VA. There's no VAR in the championship. You see, I mean, our players do it. They wrestle. They wrestle players. You know, they they pull players' shirts. And so, unless you've got a referee uh, who actually talks to his assistant, uh, then you're not going to get anything. So no. there you go.
0: I thought referee jeremy simpson today had a half decent game because he did try to let it uh, flow at every available opportunity uh ian that effort from uh cam pring you know when we saw it you could see he was being impeded but as mark's just said no
2: var you're not going to get anything like that are you no you're not and, and i if referees gave a penalty every time there was some holding or some pulling you'd probably have three or four a game for a few months and then players would actually calm down and stop doing it and and it would be a better game of football. Uh, but yeah. until you have VAR, you don't spot things like that. The referee might have been unsighted. Anything could have happened. But Cam was unlucky because he caught that ball beautifully. And, and is I mean, that's the value of having a player that has the intelligence to drop back on the line, isn't it?
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Very true. Into the second half. And... Uh... <sighs> you know we we weren't sort of it wasn't particularly inspiring, but you know we held out but I've got here Palmer set up Waghorn who put the ball wide, and that was one of their few chances in the half and then Palmer was taken off just on the hour Ian martin Waghorn he to me is a bit like a chris Martin type player who's played a lot at the higher level. I checked his age he's about a year younger than uh, Chris Martin, but do you see them as quite similar. Players, and you know, if he was a year younger than he is now, yeah, that type of player is one that if he was out of contract, you could see us signing him. But your thoughts on Waghorn and whether we still need that type of uh, player up front?
2: I think we need a Goykris type player up front, we don't need uh Waghorn because I think Chris Martin's a better player than Waghorn.
0: You do, that's interesting. I do,
2: yeah. I mean, whether and certainly Chris Martin when he was. Martin Waghorn's age, I think, was a, 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 a better player. But it, it looks like Chris is, um, I don't know, if, he, if he's under the bus with the likes of um, Tim Closer, and Masengo uh, or whether he's, a move's been arranged and he'll be, I would guess, dropping down a league. Uh, it, it, and that's why I say it, if a striker moves on in January, whether it's Semenyo for Money, which I doubt, uh, or whether it's Chris Martin uh, in a uh, some kind of free deal or a loan to a League One club, then we need to bring somebody in. But yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want. If we sign Waggon in January, I'd, I'd be backward really step. off.
0: Yeah, backward yeah. step. Okay, second half. Um, Semenyo had a shot saved, set up by uh, Scott. We had uh, Wells... Well, let's talk uh, you, Mark, on the uh, Wells to Semenyo. The cross and Andy Weiman handballed it in. I mean, we should have done better with that, really, shouldn't we? Do you think?
1: I think it was a good defensive stop by Callum Doyle, uh, the Coventry uh, defender. So he basically, I mean, he he basically blocks. Weimann right in, he was stuck, basically stuck on the goal line and, cu- and couldn't get to the ball. So he flicked out his hand and tried to push it over the line and promptly got booked. Usually uh, Andy argues uh, with the referee, you know, over everything, over his own reflection and gets books, But this mm. time it was actually for a deliberate handball. So it was good. Def- I think it was good defending. Whether Weimann should have gone, it got in front of the defender, uh, I, I, I don't know. But that was our best our best chance of the half, I think. Yeah, uh, and um and we didn't have it. Didn't even count as a shot because I checked the uh, the BBC stats, and they they were unmoved from half time. Nine <laughs> shots with two with only two on target. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, what? Did, how did you see that one, uh, Ian? It would have been nice if he'd have got his head to it rather than uh, rather than his hand. It was, it was stupid booking,
2: really, wasn't it? it? Was it was a goal? I think you may have made this point uh, that last season that had been a goal. It would have hit something. He was the wrong side of the of the covering defender. He Mm -hmm. needed to get that covering defender's right instead of being behind him. So that was the difference between this season and last. Last season, he'd have got in front of that covering defender, and the ball would have been in the net before the defender had a chance to clear it. Yeah,
0: and we'd have won. We'd have won the game. I mean, if you look at his header off the line. And then that one, you know, if we'd have won that 2-1, you know, everybody would have been uh, very happy. Um, They made a few substitutions. I've got here 74 minutes, in fact, just before the weiman Handball incident, Gokker is put across. Sheaf, was it, did he get robbed by Tanner? Is that right? And Mark or Ian, can you remember that chance?
1: But then... um, yeah, visit. Tanner made a great last-ditch last, uh, tackle from uh, from his from his cross. I think he rolled one back then it was uh, there was a shot and he made a he made a great made a great tackle uh, block so yeah there was a there was a few of those and they were sitting on top of us for about 10 minutes but we defended well and one thing that stood like out for me today uh, Max O'Leary his handling was very good positional play no, brave one but... you know very unruffled no punches yeah. at all
0: yeah no no he was good with his with his hands there we had a bit of a scare uh ian with three minutes to go matty james fouled sheaf on the edge of the box and you're thinking here we go you know we're going to concede a last minute uh winner but you know we saw out the game saw out the game well really didn't we yeah there were no escapes only three minutes of time added on so they're obviously not copying the world cup uh refereeing of uh Adding a lot more on than that, but um, if, if if we'd have had a free kick in that situation, we'd have been disappointed with how uh, that was executed by them, wouldn't you? Ian?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought our free kick at the end, that Sommy Conway won very well, was 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 poor again. Yeah. Mm. We we don't seem to have any imagination with 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 our free kicks. It, it's just the same thing, and it's so predictable. It must be easy to defend against. Yeah. And I think if you if you went if you just saw the second half, you would have thought Swansea would have won it. Conversely, if you would seen the first yeah, Coventry. Coventry would have won it, sorry. If you if you'd conversely, if you'd have seen the first half, you'd have thought we would have, should have won the game. But it yeah. was it was a lack of quality on crosses. Um you know, daft free kicks conceded. Um and, but I thought overall our defense was under, under a lot more pressure in open play than theirs so i agree with that I'd i, agree I, with I that. don't think i'm not seeing enough um i mean it's, it's great that all the lads are, are happy and they're playing together and that's lovely but we need to start winning games of football and at the moment we don't look like winning games of football even no. when we we play I mean, if you take games like the game against Watford and the game against uh, Sheffield United Sheffield. at home, we played, both, we played well. Both games, we should have won both games. We picked up one point out of six. Yeah. And currently, that's the problem we've got. We've stopped scoring goals. Yeah. Yeah, well, what have we picked up?
0: We've picked up five points out of 15, haven't we? Yeah, so the stats, stats don't lie at the end of the day. Here's one for you, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I should have asked you this before we went live, but they brought on a player called Tavares. And if somebody can think of a Tavares hit from the seven. must be
1: missing an angel.
0: There you go. Right, if I can, I'll download that as our piece of music. Thanks, Alan Payne. <laughs> he really likes the music that we play ahead of the uh, recorded versions. I've been saving up some questions on here. Dave Newston, uh, uh, I'll ask you this one, Ian. Dave Newston says, uh, I think Tanner is more of a defensive right-back than a right wing-back. So he'd play in a four rather than as he's playing at the moment. Would you agree with that, Ian?
2: Yeah, I'd agree 100%.
0: Yeah, and then uh, and then Mark Small has said, despite all these signings, simple fact is we haven't ever replaced Pack Smith or Freeman. That combo, yeah, you, I guess you're probably going to agree with that as well. Although it's a different level of uh, a different level of football.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean the conversation started when I mentioned how high um, we had to get up. Um, you, you need to get your wing backs high up the pitch, and under Steve Cottrell, uh when we won the double. We did. We had Joe Bryan and Mark Little and they were a lot of the time a lot further forward than Aaron Wilbraham. Um, uh, But you you need a midfield that dominates the ball and and our midfield doesn't. There was too many gaps. It was too easy. I mean, look at the the chances that Casey Palmer, he was allowed to get on the ball in acres of space and pass it. And Scott and um, James didn't stop it. And Andy Vyman, at the moment, I... I don't know some some good some bad some terrible so I I don't know My, at the moment, well I we know what Chris honor not yeah doing Chris it.
0: Chris Honour has got his view of uh, Andy. And I didn't speak to Chris today. I don't think he was watching uh, the game. Uh, But Andy frustrates me. Andy Wyman the last season, happy days. But this season, you know, there was a couple of misplaced passes. But then I guess at this level, they all do it. And if he wasn't doing it, he wouldn't play for us. Mark, um, that combo on their day, not now because they're that much older. But if you took Pack, Freeman and Corey Smith on their day, they are better. That is a midfield combo that it, it, you could argue that it got us up, but then it was struggling. But that's got more about it than what we got in midfield at the moment. Wouldn't you agree with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I mean the side that came up, and we could score from anywhere on the pitch. I mean, you look at that championship-winning season. Aiden Flint scored fifteen goals from mm-hmm. open play, which is absolutely ridiculous for a defender. Didn't it never didn't take any penalties, but we could score from anywhere. And we had those weapons at wing wing back. Uh, we had we had great we had great forwards. We we had strength in depth, you know, with the likes of J. Emmanuel Thomas. Second half of the season, mm-hmm. spent most of it on the bench. We had experience in the first half of the season with the likes of Wade. Elliott he was great that season you know superb superb signing and you know it was a pity that he couldn't you know the age probably caught up with him and and perhaps you know step make a difference in the championship but the fact we could score from all over the pitch but yeah you need a, a, a functioning midfield I mean today we could we could maybe have brought on Joe Williams to you know to 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 um, uh, sew things up there and perhaps win the ball, we could have brought on Mark Sykes if we wanted to be brave, uh, and take you know and and try and uh, get those crosses in. But I think generally, I mean, our crossings. When we do get into positions, our crossing was quite poor, and it has been yeah. for a while. And the fact that we just didn't get into those positions in the second half because we were so poor with the ball, I think is a uh, you know is a point of contention. The, the the statistic we don't want to talk about at the moment, despite those two good points, is we've won three games in eighteen. Now, Nottingham, Nottingham Forest finished seventeenth two seasons ago uh they only won 12 games but they drew 16 it's not a chance that you want to take but you know you could you can get by with 52 points if you only win 12 games but you won't want to take that chance and and city's goals have just dropped off a cliff you yeah. know 16 goals in the opening 8 games oh, we've got we've we got to win we got to win six out of, of,
0: we've got to win six out of 20 yeah. That's what we got to win. Um interesting Marlon Pack, I don't know if anybody saw he got a cracking free kick at the weekend and it just shows how fortunes tra- change in football because he got sent off for a second yellow today at home against Dean Holden's Charlton side and good for Dean that he got his uh, first uh, win uh, in charge of uh, the addicts as I think they're uh, as I think they're known. Okay, Ian. Um Pressure's off, Nigel, now, really, isn't it? Yeah, because we've got two weeks of the transfer window. It's a free hit next Saturday against Swansea in the Cup. As Chris would say, you want to win Cup games. But pressure that was building and it was manifested by the fans rather than anybody uh, in authority. But uh,
2: pressure off for you? probably No, No, absolutely not. I think pressure won't be off until we win games of football. That's the only thing uh, that can save him um so no as somebody said on here we we've got 11 points from the last 12 games carry on like that and we'll end up with 49 points and i don't think 49 points would be good enough to keep this us up nope not this no. season so so no uh we we've got to win games of football and I I'm, I I'm fed up with hearing all the talk about how the lads are together and they're all happy and they're all up for it well they damn well should be they're getting paid a fortune to do what yeah. most of us would do for nothing if we were good enough. Um, well, I'll
0: tell you what, I think all three of us, I have to say, all three of us with a little bit extra fitness, and I know I could, we could hit a better ball into the box And as you said, in 75% of those corners today. And I actually tweeted it. Piss poor delivery. Absolutely piss poor. Well, we've made, um, that,
2: we've made that point already. Whether any of us could do better, I doubt it severely. I mean, perhaps... You know, forty years ago, I might able to do it better, but and, and, but not anything like. I don't know. Well, maybe we should get out on a pitch one day. You mean? No, maybe maybe you- we maybe we shouldn't, Dave. I don't <laughs> want to be taking. Taking you up the Bri after you've had a heart attack, and then somebody says, "Well, what what was he doing? Well, we were out, out having a game of football." I'm what?
0: glad you said. I'm glad you said you'd take me out of Bri because if I was having an ambulance, it would take about a bloody two days. for somebody Oh my to my aunt, my MP. aunt had
1: to wait thirty three hours for one uh, she, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah,
0: goodness me, that's bad.
1: Tomo said on here,
0: force signing centre back as Callis will be injured again if he comes back or sold two midfield players, one creative, one a biting tackler and potentially yeah. a target man for Wells and Conway. Yeah, I think you'd agree with that,
2: Ian, yeah, wouldn't I, you? Yeah, I agree 100%. That's the players that, that I said. So if you if if you went uh, back in the past, if you said, well, perhaps somebody uh, in midfield, like, uh, I, I think I said the other week, we've got the players at the club. The only problem is they're about 20 to 30 years too old. So we'll have Brian Tinian and Khalifa Sisse in the centre of midfield. Those two would do um yeah. a really good uh right-sided center back so gary collier he'd be all right for that wouldn't he? and then then we need well, we need a nine really so it would have to Paul be Chies- Paul Chies- 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 yeah. who, who, who was a nine but who could also score goals whereas robbie turner was a nine and he could score some goals but he was absolutely brilliant at defending set pieces because everybody was absolutely terrified. He was gonna maim them if they went for it. He was a player. So he... those are the kind of players we haven't got. And, you know, I think if, if Chris Martin moves on, uh, then, it, cause it's okay saying, well, you know, we need a right-sided centre-back. I mean, at the moment we got two. And Closer can't get in anywhere near the team. No. Nope. And, and Thomas Callas, we really, I mean, they've almost stopped asking about him at press conferences now. Not last I heard from Nigel Pearson, he said we hope to have him we're not going to rush him right okay we well, haven't played really haven't played since march properly um but it, it he'll be back in the, in in after christmas but oh no, not you know no, but it, well,
3: perfect, but it's it's ten,
2: well, months, he's Ian, be, it's 10 months now isn't it it is 10 be, months he's going to be back in the new year yeah but the new year is 12 months long when um yeah. so I, I i don't know i hope he comes back because i think fitting on form. He's he's better than anything we've got, fit and on form. But yeah. what do you think about that? Fit, it's, if he isn't fit, then the argument a pyrrhic argument, isn't it? I know, Mark.
0: You know, do you think we'll ever see Calas put on a City shirt again? I mean, he's gonna. We we there was all the hoo-ha about Famara walking out the door for nothing. Uh, yeah. and interestingly, somebody said Cardiff they had about thirty million quid worth of players walk out the door. So we're not alone in having assets there, but Calas, big disappointment and a big, well, just big conundrum that he's just not been fit because he's been going on and on and on. It's not like he broke a leg or anything like that, is it?
1: No, it's. I mean, it's it's annoying, but I've, I think we should give give up just thinking about thinking about him really because he hasn't been in in contention uh, at all this season, bar coming on. Uh, I can't even remember who he came on against now and then promptly got himself promptly got himself injured again so uh, was it against I think he came on is against Millwall Mill? didn't he yeah, yeah, yeah Mill, oh. he went
0: up for the ball It was him and he got, uh, Max, yeah he got in front
1: he got in front of Max and Max was 10 yards off his line and the guy just rolled it in the and back on of current net, form
0: you know Max is the first name on the team sheet in terms of the defensive department of uh, the yeah.
1: side here um, yeah the other thing is I mean we Kane Wilson I think he's expected to come back either at the end of uh, this month or maybe the beginning of february so that's another player although he hasn't really lived up to expectations as a player who's, who's game on the rise after coming up from league 2 with with forest green but that's another it's another player in 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 the reckoning but can we we've got a free up we have to. The only way we're going to get going to get any signings is to is to is to sell players or loan players out and, and uh, other yeah. clubs. I mean, I Tom, uh, no, yeah. Tom,
0: Alan Payne, Alan Payne said here. Please don't expect us to recruit players who will significantly improve us. As Dave Rennie said
1: in that interview
0: we did with him last month, in his day City could only afford to bring in players who would work hard and fit into the team. And I guess you could argue that the manager has been trying to get. Players to fit into his particular formation; hence, trying various people at right wing back for ever and a day. Um, Ian, you know the, the the windows now open. We got we've really got a. Do you think Nigel's, Nigel's going to eat some humble pie and enter the loan market? And do you think any one of our stars will go to create some? activity that improves on what we've got rather than okay that's another signing you know what do you think
2: i i'm about 80 20 against one of our stars going um because when when you you talk about them Semenyo, if there is interest in championship strikers but there's a lot of noise around stewart it's sunderland and goikaris both nines uh both score goals and uh, they're both being talked of in a different light to Antoine. Uh, and also, if really the real bad news for Sunderland if they sell Stewart is that the lad Sims has been recalled by Everton. By Everton, yeah. So you know, when you lose your your, your two central strikers, I know they don't they don't always play. And I mean, Stewart was injured for about three months, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, He. You know that he they both look players against it when they beat us so um, and you can see where Sunderland are now with the new in the league by the way with no parachute money um, but we, we spoke about that the other night uh, loan sign-ins he he hasn't dismissed them out of fan whilst he did to start with and said we didn't have the mentality to bring loan and sign-ins into the into the squad Um i I would say um I would say he possibly brings some in, but when you talk about well he's tried to chew on people in it right wing back, he signed one that he subsequently didn't play, and when he did play him, he got injured at mm. uh, the lad from Forest Green, Wilson, and he signed two more. he signed George Tanner and he signed um Sykes who is really a right-sided midfield player. So he'd play wide right in a 4-5-1 or a 4-4-2. He's not really a wing-back. No, but that's he's more what somebody was saying the yeah. He's more of an attacking player than uh, George Tanner. Uh, I yeah. think Tanner, as a full-back, is probably a, a better, marginally better defender than Sykes. Um, oh, but Nigel yeah, Pearson signed them all. Know. Now, when you sign a player, you know, we're not in a position at the moment where uh, we can sign one, ones for the future. We've got some promising lads at the academy already. We need some that are, you know, ones for now, because otherwise it's going to be hard enough doing this reset if we're in the championship. If if we're trying to do it in League One, then forget oh, about it. Get it. We're uh, in real trouble. Absolutely right.
0: Absolutely right. Um, Mark, any thoughts on, uh, you know, do, do you have confidence in, in Nigel to do the right,
1: business in January well it's all it's about where the interest is going to be in our players I don't expect it to be in Alex Scott or Semenyo because um, uh, selling clubs will ask for silly money in Scott's case and I don't think anybody will come in come in for Semenyo so it's whether Martin goes out permanently I think uh, Dan Bentley will probably go out on loan if we can get him out so they got the players have got to leave to free up to free up cash. That's the only way we can we can do it. And you know the club haven't got any money to spend. Loans cost money. Loan fees cost money, uh, from from clubs. Uh, and then you've got to pay a either all or some of their wages. So they're not they're not simple either. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need players who can go right into the team and and make a difference, even if it is for just the you know the twenty the twenty games or the eighteen games. Mm. So it won't, it might not happen straight away. There's got to be players traded out first. So it'll be interesting, but I just I'm I'm not expecting much. I think we've no, got to set our no, expectations let's not, low, let's, very low. Set them and low hope.
0: And anything that happens is a bit of a bonus. I mean Tomo yeah. said on here, who would recall Towler, you know, would we he's ahead of Idaho Taylor Moore and Joe Lowe. I mean, you know, we seem to and then uh, I think Ian's responded to this as well. Zach Bell, he's a good right wing back, a youngster. You know, and you've got that Aurora, is it? The 18-year-old central defender, Ian, is that right? Raphael. He's,
2: uh, yeah, Rapha- he's another, le- another left sider. And Zach Bell, my comment on him, as I've seen him play, I think he's a good right wing back. He's quite small, but he can actually throw the ball a mile. I mean, yeah. he can throw it from one touchline to, to the far post, like a, like a rocket. So... Yeah. That gives you, I mean, obviously you need taller players in the the box who can head the ball in. It's not really a a great tactic with Tommy Conway and Naki Wells in there and Antoine's heading isn't the best.
0: Did you see that effort of his? I meant to talk about that early on when uh, Tanner set Wyman up. This is very, very early in the game and the ball came in and he just launched himself like a a beach word. It's not his strong point, is it?
1: I think it was it was over his head. I don't think he would have yeah. got it. It was just it was just unfortunate. It had too much pace. It didn't look pace. good. It didn't, it didn't have a no, good look. no. But I think it's interesting. We talk about you know younger players because how many of those players are going to be playing uh, against Swansea? And it's actually on the Sunday, uh, the eighth at twelve thirty. You know yeah. the, the FA are spreading love, aren't they? Uh, from Friday to Monday, probably yeah. with all these fixtures. So I, I expect we might see, didn't catch. He hasn't been in. The, he wasn't on the bench. He's not today, done enough,
0: then, Mark. In, in my opinion, Dylan. but no.
1: But I mean, this gives Nigel a chance to play to, to to see to see what you know some of the young players are like. It, it didn't work against Lincoln, but when when else is he going to get them to to see them yeah. competitively? Yeah. Uh, I think they'll go into the game like that. It's a game we want to win because you you know you get a big draw in, in the in the fourth round, yeah. but. He lost well, the water. he may not
0: he may not take any risks with the uh, team. Uh, Ian Matt seventy eight has said on here, I think Williams might be the surprise player to move on. He didn't seem particularly a couple of shots of him in the dugout. He was sat there, he seemed to be warm in his hands and uh, sort of in the lower part of his tracksuit his hands were the two occasions that I saw him there. But he wouldn't be a great loss Joe Williams if he moved on, really, would he?
2: Well none of our midfield players were would. Would well, they? scott? Well, yeah. If he, if he moved on, for you know, there's there's rumours going around. Wolves are the late, latest side right. circulating, right. but yeah. but the kind Probably of them, the number kind of numbers that well, Leicester were talked about back in the summer, but and Palace and with Semenyo mainly. But you know, the numbers that are being talked about all begin with a one, don't they? Like ten million. So, yeah. and and you don't know if that's going to be ten million plus add-ons or ten million in total um so you know i i wouldn't if, if someone came in and offered us 10 million plus add-ons for alex scott i'd say yeah mate! all the best yeah, thank no, you." Very I, much. I
0: would, and somebody might also offer us money <laughs> and loan him back to us yeah which wouldn't really would achieve
2: you, would, 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 oh, no, not being horrible but would you necessarily want the money and have him back well on current form the answer would be no would you you'd agree with that as well well, oh, his best yeah, yeah. games for us, let's be honest, his biggest goal contributions and the rest of it have come from right wing back, not yeah. as a central midfield player, which I yeah. think, incidentally, is his best position. But yeah. he's got to start proving it, and I mean, like I say, giving the start of giving the ball away towards the end of that, I'd have, I'd have actually hooked him and put Joe Williams on just as a safer pair of hands. Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely right. Okay, just to wrap up, we didn't really. We
0: had a few technical problems the other day, and we talked. We were going to talk about the new uh, chief exec, and uh, and as I say, I edited that piece out purely because uh, I lost the connection on my end. But uh, Phil Alexander's come on uh, come on board on the first of Feb. Uh, he comes with twenty six years at Crystal Palace. I've spoken to a few people that I know that are Palace fans. Nobody's got a bad word to say about him. Um, I did ask, I put it on the Palace forum and there was only one response. And again, it was positive, but I said, what is he? Does he get involved in the playing side? And he strikes me as being more of a commercial businessman type. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we all know what it's like trying to sell a service that you don't really want when you're in Bristol. So good luck to him on that score. But he's also been through two club sales, uh, you first, uh, uh, Ian. Um, on paper, Phil Alexander looks a good appointment, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's not. He's not the character that is an Ashton that was a megalomaniac in all aspects of club activity. That seems to be the case.
2: At the moment, I I, I don't know. Um, uh, I I, you know, I mean, I, I can only go by what I've read on social media uh, and and what's come from Palace fans. That and, and no one said don't touch him with a barge pole, which is what we were. Let's be honest, which Watford fans did tell us about Mark Ashton. Yeah, and um, Wickham, and Wickham. Yeah. <laughs> so, and curiously, this guy's been at, at Wickham is a, an advisor or consultant of some kind as well. So, but I don't think you can be that long in football without making uh, a few friends and having some decent contacts. So he, he might be able to to get us through a few doors. The, the, Thing is that he won't be starting his role officially until the first of Feb when Richard Gould goes. Yeah. So you don't know how much or how little he'll be involved in this uh, January transfer window. So I would say he my, wouldn't
0: be involved at all, really.
2: Well because... my contention with 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 everybody that, that comes in, whether it's a player or a coach or is let's wait and see. Let's see what he does here. I'm not his track record the two cells you talk about were actually two administrations, which aren't the same thing. No. Um, so I hope those skills uh, don't have to come into play here. And hopefully with the Lansdowne family support, they won't. No. Um, but <laughs> we'll just have to see what it brings. I mean, it, it, a major cell could change change things absolutely dramatically in terms of which players we can bring in. But yeah. of, if, if you say seven players out of about, say 10 or 11 there's that, that haven't left yet and are still out with contract if seven of those players accept those new contracts, it's not going to be that big a reset it no, will probably um, be do business really, as usual in the yeah, summer
0: do we really want uh, you know, and this is the thing do we really want dan bentley to stay when max is you know is that money better spent in another uh department of the field i mean it's interesting and you quite rightly correct me on uh, that he's his two administrations and the comment is on the Palace forum, Holndale.net. Uh up back up towards the bottom of page one on there now, <laughs> but the Palace fan that did respond. He put he was known as Teflon Phil because through those two administrations, he was the one common denominator that uh, uh that that had stayed there. And I bet he could write a book because Palace over the last 20 years has been a very interesting place from sort of, sort of couple to to Neil Warnock and Roy Hodgson and now patrick vieira and you know he was premier league chief executive of the year last year which is uh, quite a good accolade i would uh, suggest um mark your your thoughts on the new chief exec you know he's he's he's,
1: he's shows you can still get good jobs when you're 60 uh, but
0: it looks a good signing on paper doesn't it
1: yeah that gives us hope that gives us all hope doesn't it um yeah, I mean it's a really safe pair of hands. He sounds like he's been a bit at the top as an administrator, very well thought of by his fellow CEOs. If he's if he's won that award, and I mean he was on the FA Council as well, representing the Premier League. So it sounds like he is a good networker and and a safe pair of hands for for uh, for Richard Gould to hand over uh, yeah. and take that next step forward, hopefully. But of course whoever you've got you know your administrator or or, or uh, management team it'll, what it comes down to is results on the pitch is what we want to see however good the stadium you're in your community trust all the lovely work you do around the community and you, and everything else uh it's all determined by points you know and results so that that's what we want to see that's got to change
0: yeah ian just to finish with you on this one there's an interesting article on the forum which is well not there's an article posted on the forum. There's an interview with the uh, new Bournemouth uh, owner. And I think the thread on the forum is along the lines of, you know, he's doing a new stadium for them, doing this, doing that, and doing the other. All things that Lansdowne has done, Steve Lansdowne has done over a long period of time. But if the club is for sale, right, you know, what? It's either it's either all of it or none of it, because if I'm an investor, I don't want to pump 50 million quid or 100 million quid into Bristol City unless I can call all the shots, you know, and and that is the big conundrum because the club is up for sale unofficially, maybe officially, but, you know, it's it's got to be all of it or... Can you break out the football club? And we've talked about this on the pod before. But just to finish, what 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 do you think? You know, do you think the Lansdowne will still be in charge in a year's time? Uh,
2: to answer that question, your last question first. Yes, I do, um, unless we get in the Premier League. So yes, I do. Um, Bournemouth—they were interested in buying Bournemouth because it's in the Premier League and it's got an income stream of about with season ticket sales other commercial and the tv money it's got an income stream of about 125 130 million a season even though it only gets sub ten thousand crowds so that was why they were looked at now sometimes um some of the people that have bought from abroad um some have been very good Uh, if you look at, at what Uh, The Kuwaitis have done it at Manchester City. You couldn't criticise that. And they've done a lot for the community as well in terms of building houses and regeneration of East Manchester. Hmm. Um, But sometimes they get it horribly wrong, like the Venkis who bought Blackburn Blackburn and didn't realise that you could get relegated. Um, So their long-term numbers uh, were shot to pieces because they they didn't realize it now we're not in that position i don't think you so buying the lot may appeal more to an american investor because they they love the franchise model where there's different bits of it and um but what they may not realize i mean you, what you can't do is well, i suppose you could really but it's not going to happen is take bristol city out of bristol and say right i'm, I'm moving it to i don't know birmingham or something like that—that that yeah. sort of thing—you can do in in the states. and It has happened a lot um, because it's a franchise. You buy you buy the franchise mm-hmm. and you you move the football club. Can you break Bristol City out of Bristol Sport? Yeah, dead easy. Companies do divest uh, assets all the time. Um, so you would then think, well, if I want to buy it, then I want a controlling interest in the stadium, and I want the. Um, training ground stroke HPC uh, and I want that so those two assets alone would probably cost you in today's market about 125 million the Mm. HPC and Ashton Gate if you bought them
0: outright if you bought them as assets as opposed to yeah. they were part of you had them under license or something like that which is almost yeah, i mean if noticed. you're gonna
2: buy stuff that you see you mentioned palace and one of the reasons they had a guy called i think his name was mark goldberg and he was into insurance or something like that yeah. and he bought palace he and he, he brought terry venables in to be the manager and it, and it just went paid venables his contract up front the lot um And Venables brought Terry Fennec in and people like that. And anyway, it went completely pear-shaped and you finish up um, going bust. Now, I think anybody, and it happened also with Brentford, Ron Nose was involved both times in terms of owning owning the club, owning the ground and selling the club. So basically somebody bought the football club. Now that is, at the best of times, that's one hell of a gamble. So you say, right, the football club, uh, well, that's losing a fortune. Um, We need to reduce the wage bill from the last set of accounts by about somewhere between 10 and 12 million. Mm. We've got a chance of going down this year, and that will take an additional 12 uh, million-ish, probably more, from our revenue stream. So that's TV money, solidarity payment, and commercial tickets, you name it. Yeah. So... At the moment, I would have thought it would be an incredibly unattractive purchase, other than, um, you know, if someone gave a massive City fan like yourself a billion quid tomorrow because you're such a great bloke, <laughs> um, and and they or they bought your company for a billion, and you thought, well, go on, I'll have a punt. But you need very, very deep pockets to... You only need to talk to Steve Lansdowne about that. He's pumped well, in.
0: Well, as said on so, here, Lansdowne wants investors. I don't think he wants a 100% sell-off. Well, then, you know, he's still going to be the Yeah, man. but that's even
2: – who's going to do that? Like you said earlier on, you yeah, want it's control, do. don't you? It's it's don't, it's you don't gonna want to stick nah. 50 million, in, 30 million into something, 20 million, 10 million even, and have no say. I mean, what's the, what's the point? I
0: think if you have got ten million to put in, that's neither here nor there because that's how the board was constructed years and years ago of people that, you know, just put in about ten million. I think if you're putting in anything between fifty and hundred million, you know, you what well, you want to say. But if Lansdowne's ownership of it is valued more than a
2: hundred million, he's always going to have the final say.
0: Yeah. So anyway, we've well, we It's, it's we can about, talk about the that.
2: assets, Dave. You've got you've got. Look at the assets separately. Now, somebody said to me, well, okay, if the grounds were 60 million 70 million, let's say What can you do with it if it's not a football ground now? You've got you mentioned Mike Ashley now he's His Fraser group Did serve I believe an eviction notice to Coventry and it's now been sorted out But they're going to turn part of that stadium into a massive distribution center for house of Fraser. Yeah, so um you've so that's a purpose for the ground besides because at one time had i've been in there at a casino and all kinds of stuff there so coventry will the, the, under their new owner will continue to be tenants and they might think well we need to rent the ground providing they can get a really good deal to rent the ground it shouldn't really harm them but in terms of the value of the club and revenue obviously just depends what the rent is, doesn't it? And I wouldn't want to be buying Bristol city and then paying rent in perpetuity to the Lansdowne family with Um, great respect to them.
0: Well, stranger things have happened. We could talk about, we could talk about this uh, all day. And whilst I consider you know more about the finances than I do, then, you know, it's better to have a discussion with the, yourself and uh, two or three others with me trying to uh, keep you all apart on there. But uh, there we go. All right, Mark, um, thank you for uh, coming on today and sitting, listening patiently there while we were going off on uh, finances. Any new year's resolutions for you at all?
1: No? Yeah. City start city start winning again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. to be, be a lot happier. I'd like to see, you know, the, I'd like to see the confidence and the goals from the, from the start of the season. We were playing a sort of an open game, but we, you know, we could play the we, we would play the ball well at our defence, and like I said, we scored sixteen goals in those opening eight games. It's it's a world away from where we are now. No, what we true. do seem, what we do seem to have found is is a, a, a decent as a team in the last couple of games. is is a good is a good unit, but they need to start scoring those goals again. That's that's the, that's the problem. Turn draws into wins, and nets uh, pull away from the bottom of yeah. the table um and you know we need to be in this division uh we to, do to, no to that's it free. that's the prime objective well, we have to do that
0: stay in the championship and the two performances that we've just had are what you would expect away performances from a nigel pearson side you know which is getting a point
1: well it's four it's against. four um it's four um i mean uh, if, if yeah. weird symmetry i think the last the last away loss was uh, to Reading, I think, on the twenty second of October. But the last home win was two weeks earlier against Preston. Oh, ridiculous! So, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. Ian. Um, any final
2: uh, new? Finally, with you, New Year resolution for twenty twenty three, or hopes? Um, same as Mark. To be honest, I we can win games, and I I hope um, we can stay in this division. There's nothing I can do um, personally. To, to keep us in the division. I, I don't I think don't we haven't got, although mathematically you can make a case, I don't think we've got a hope in hell's chance of getting in the playoffs. Um, so stay in this division, do the reset that needs to be done uh, in the summer. Uh, I think, I, I don't know whether you could say, I mean, somebody said here, I, I'm still 60, 40, Pearson stays. I, I think he will stay uh I think the bigger question, Tomo, is whether um he should. And I'm still it's not a question of juries out. I think more people are now on the no, let him go before it's too late. Yeah. But I I, I don't think um I don't think Steve will do it. Simple nope. as that.
0: Well, I don't think, just to finish, I don't think he's going to be going anywhere uh, in January, and let's hope with the next three games at home that we're looking forward to uh, being in the fourth round of the cup. Beat in Birmingham City, a bit go of a bogey side for us. And as I said uh, earlier on, uh, you just know it that what Blackburn their first draw the season really come, uh, against us. But there you go, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm thanks, Mark. Happy. Thanks, Ian. Happy uh, New Year, happy. everybody. Yeah. All year, everybody.
3: Thanks, There'll be no more sobbing When he stops throbbing his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up The sun is red Live, love, laugh and be happy What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers Rain may glisten, but still I listen For hours and hours I'm just a kid again Doing what I did again Singing a song when the red red robin's out bob, bob bobbin along When the red red robin comes bob-bob-bobbin' along Along There'll be no more sobbin' when he starts robbin' his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you head, get up Get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red red rub is out, bob, bobbing along.